An Eichel backhander on goal save. Rebound, they score! Barbashev in front. 7-1 Golden Knights. The party is on in Las Vegas. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studio and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. What has happened here has been simply incredible. Not only is Vegas a hockey town, it's a championship town. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, your home for access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in, Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, Chris Chapman, live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... continue their road trip tomorrow against the Chicago Blackhawks. It's the home opener for the Blackhawks. Believe it or not, all the (laughs) world travels and the debuts, the national television exposure of Connor Bedard to start the season. He hasn't played a home game yet, and that's going to happen against the Stanley Cup champion Vegas Golden Knights uh, tomorrow afternoon. Looking forward to it. Fox Sports Las Vegas as well as Scripps Sports Vegas 34 Nighttime Plus. uh, All kinds of ways to listen or watch that game. And inside the organization, a big home opener for the Vegas Golden Knights American Hockey League affiliate, the HSK, the Henderson Silver Knights. So we'll go at it tonight against the San Jose Barracuda. And with a 5-0 and start in the NHL and a 2-0 and start in the American Hockey League, pretty darn good kickoff to the campaign defending the Stanley Cup within the organization. Yeah, there's really not much that you can uh, complain about if you are a fan of the Golden Knights organization. You've got uh, good things going on with the Henderson Silver Knights, and you've got games here in Henderson over the course of the weekend, and you've got a 5-0 and Vegas Golden Knight hockey team that uh, is looking for more and looking to create some history. And the Henderson Silver Knights now with the likes of Jonas Romberg back tonight, uh, Caden Korzak back tonight. You're seeing players that were just up and contributing to one of the best starts in NHL history by a Stanley Cup champion, one of three teams to ever go 5-0 and after winning the Stanley Cup. And it's already the best kickoff to a campaign by the Vegas Golden Knights in franchise history. And I'm I'm really excited to see what, uh, what the players that have had their little taste of the National Hockey League what they do with uh, Ryan Craig's team tonight over at the Dollar Loan Center and the ability to push this organizational perfect start another notch down the road at 3-0. Last weekend, they swept Iowa on the road, and they had some uh, positions where they had to stand up for themselves. Uh, There were some Mm -hmm. altercations in that uh, first game. Uh, Mason Geertsen, 30 minutes in penalties. He had a spearing penalty, went and stuck up for a teammate and made sure that nobody was going to mess with the Vegas Golden Knights. That's going to be a big part of uh, Lucas Cormier or uh, the other star players of, of the, the the skilled players of, of the Henderson Silver Knights and, uh, and Breeze Ball being able to, to be able to do their thing. And he did that last weekend, and that gave everybody some confidence. And I, I love to be able to see a little bit of old-time hockey. We've seen it a little bit up in the National Hockey League. Like Vegas leads the National Hockey League in fighting majors right now. Mm-hmm. Like That's mm-hmm. never happened. But they're being pushed a little bit. They're the top dogs right now. Everybody's hunting, and they're pushing back. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that that's just kind of part and parcel with being the the defending Stanley Cup champions, right? Like, you're going to get every team's best effort. Uh, the Anaheim Ducks came into T-Mobile Arena with a a decided uh, uh, game plan to be a, a bit chippy. We knew that the Dallas game was going to be uh, physical, but I, I don't know that anyone was expecting two fights. Maybe one, not so much two. Um, and, you know, even last night, Winnipeg, I thought it was, you know, at times a, a game that had some, some edge to it, some bite to it, and you know there were uh, there were certainly um, some penalties that that didn't get called, penalties that maybe should have been called. Uh, but all in all, I, I think you're going to get every team's best effort, every team's best uh, best game plan, and you're going to have a lot of teams looking to test you physically over the course of the season. Well, last night in Winnipeg was a fun game to watch, and it really did fit mm-hmm. the profile of what we're seeing from Vegas at the start of games, where it just takes a little bit to get into it, and by the midway mark of the first period. They find their legs, and you saw it against mm-hmm. Dallas. I think we definitely witnessed it against Seattle in in the game number one on banner-raising night. Uh, they controlled Anaheim and San Jose uh, to a larger extent. But three of the five games, this team's worked their way into the game and then gradually been the better club. Last night was a slight flip of the script in the sense that the third period, they had to hold on. And they had to lean on goaltending. Of the five games, that was the one where goaltending played the largest presence uh, in preserving that victory. Nothing wrong with that. If, if your mm-hmm. goaltender's asked to try and win you the game one out of five times, and the rest of the time you only have to stop the shots that you're really supposed to shop, stop, that, that's a pretty good game plan. Uh, for Vegas, and they were fortunate last night that that Logan Thompson was right on top of his game, which which fell in line with a great debut by Alec Martinez. Now we've got defensemen scoring goals on a regular basis with this team, and Jack Eichel. We had the conversation at the start of the year about mm-hmm. the expectations, and people want to focus on the penalty kill time, and him being the 200-foot player. Prototypical center iceman who can play in all three zones and may give up some of the stats a la Steve Eisenman back in the day to win championships. Mm -hmm. I I think this is way different than the Eisenman given back to win. I think Eichel, one, has already tasted the glory of the Stanley Cup championship. He's Mm -hmm. added to his game, but there is a big-time level to get to statistically for Jack Eichel. And the, he's coming at it almost in the reverse fashion of what Eisenman did in putting up all those mega years of massive numbers and, and then winning. Eichel has got through it healthy and is already the complete guy, and now he's going to add on the numbers. And we've got three goals mm-hmm. in five games. We're a point-per-game player. He's got points in, in, uh, in four of the five ga- games. Like the, there, there's something happening here with Jack. Yeah, I, I agree with all of that. I, I think for, you know, what we're going to see this year with Jack Eichel is is a year of, 
reaching a height that, that I, I think a lot of people maybe thought would happen a couple of years ago in terms of the numbers, but it's going to come with all this extra stuff added to it. It's going to come with the 200-foot game. It's going to come with his accolades on the penalty kill, but it's also going to come with him really bolstering and, and, and pushing the Golden Knights' power play to new heights as well. And when you when you factor in how complete a player Jack Eichel is right now and how that has really propelled the Golden Knights to ultimately winning a Stanley Cup last season and, and now a 5-0 and start to the season, um, I think you're going to start to see a lot more discourse on Jack Eichel uh, being amongst the very best in the National Hockey League, which is where I believe he should be. I, it kind of bugs me that people talk about him. Hey, Jack Eichel, 200-foot player. I, I'm, I'm tired of that narrative because he went down that path last year and mm-hmm. maybe everybody's late to the party or yeah, because there's because there's so much greatness going on right now that uh, that that just whets their appetite it, trying to go down that path because there's uh, no other real hard things to to dive into but he was this guy last year not killing mm-hmm. penalties yeah. but he was the 200 foot player and and uh, had as, as many block shots as he's ever had uh, last year. Uh, was was in involved and plus minus uh, in raising the level of his game from from a uh, from a player that was with the Buffalo Sabers really uh, on. I mean everybody was in that team, but uh, had had struggles in, in that category. That's no longer the case. This happened a year ago. The 200 foot player. The story this year. For Jack Eichel, with all due respect to everybody that wants to turn him into a Selkie candidate or the best penalty killer on the team with that narrative of going to set a record for most penalty minutes or shorthanded minutes that he's going to play this year, the story of Jack Eichel's season out of the gate right now and Mm -hmm. in the next five, six months is going to be the chase to reach 100 points and how far above that can he go? Can he score 40? Can he score 100 points? I think both of those are well within reach. And th- that's where Jack Eichel is going to make his mark this year, more so than being a dual threat. Like, it, that's nice to hear. It is good. Mm-hmm. But he's already there, everybody. He's doing that. The next step is to become one of the elite point producers in the National Hockey League, and that's going to be the most fun thing to watch. So get on board right now. Enjoy the other part of the game, but really get on board this chase of 40 or more and 100 Mm -hmm. points or more. So let's start with can he score 40? Absolutely. Can he hit 100 points? Absolutely. Can he go beyond that? Yes, I I believe so. The the natural talent is, is there. We see it on full display. He's had... Just phenomenal games out of the gate for the Golden Knights. However, I, I, I think that you know you, you touched on something that's important to note here in that he was this guy last year, and he was that guy during the playoffs. And I think it was only during the playoffs that people saw it for the first time, that, that people recognized the, the change people. and the growth. Yes, exactly, 100%. That they've noticed the change in the growth. So that is a new story for them going into this season. Be so I think town. that's... It shouldn't be. In it's this not town. in this town, but but, but, but we, it's being we talked can... like like it like it is like it's fresh. Like the, well, they've never seen this before. I hear the questions to Bruce Cassidy. I hear the questions to Jack Eichel, and I shake my head, going, "You guys, this happened last year. 
This was a mega transformation in this player last year, and Bruce talked about it last year. The penalty killing, you want to add that in? I'll give you that. But, but the 200-foot player, it's, all, it's been there. But I think it's more about the recognition he's going to get this season and that it's overdue. It's not so much, Jack, do you think that this is going to be the year you prove to the world you're a 200-foot player? I think it's, do you think this is when people finally catch on to what you've been growing over the last year and a half, two years in your game? Fine. If, if you're at TNT and you watch them once every three weeks or you're at ESPN and you get a game once every five weeks, mm-hmm. that's fine. I get that, but not along around our circle. That's not right. So, he so he I, did this last year. The, the, what people should be excited about is the potential for him to go deep in the numbers category on mm-hmm. top of being a responsible player. It, it always, and, and look at all the superstars. They put up the points, and then they fill out their game. Mm-hmm. Now, Jack... We expected big numbers early on, and he, and he was uh, hampered or wasn't helped by the situation in Buffalo and then the injuries. But he was, yeah. he was trending that direction. But there was already 200-foot skills in that or a willingness to, to buy into that, and it occurred last year. Like Look, mm-hmm. look at the plus-minus. Look at the uh, D-zone numbers on the uh, fancy stats, your analytics. They were all great for Jack Eichel. Uh, I'm, and and I'm, I'm, with I'm, just, I'm just, I'm disappointed that there's so much of a narrative around him being, and we talked about it last night and, and, and showed uh, some of his game compared to William Carlson and how similar they are. And mm-hmm. that, that's a big compliment to him. But, but the, the flip side of this is you have the most talented offensive player this organization has ever put out on the ice on a nightly yeah. basis. Yeah. And sure. he's going to set the team record for goals and points along the way. And this year he should smash both. And I think we're doing ourselves a disservice because the most fun part of hockey is scoring <laughs> and 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 lighting the lamp. He's got 5 points in in 5 games. And mm-hmm. and I think his what his numbers could be double that mm-hmm. with, with the amount of opportunities that had, he's had and the, the different opportunities that he's generated on his own and what he's set up with his linemates. He's shooting drastically more, yeah, dramatically yeah. more than he yeah. ever has. I went through the numbers last night on his shots uh, per game mm-hmm. in, in, the, uh, uh, in the past. And it, when he broke in, he was 2.9. The highest he's ever been was 4.1 in the second uh, second season. Shots per game, 4.1. Mm-hmm. And then he's been in 3.7, 3.9. Uh, when he was hurt, 2.9. Uh, last year, last year, 3.2 shots per game. He's, yeah. he's a passer. But Bruce has talked about how he would like him, with his release, to shoot more. You know what he is right now? Shooting more. 6.25. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he hasn't been shy about it, and, and I think that's an, a really encouraging sign because he's got such a great shot that all you've got to do is get a little bit more volume on the net, and you'll start to see those goal totals really rocket up, rocket up the, uh, uh, the, the, the charts. So, like, I, I'm, I'm with you in that I think Jack Eichel's going to have a monster year offensively. I, I really do. Um, I also don't think that that it's the worst thing in the world that you're also talking about Jack Eichel in 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 the circle of of a Selkie because I think that you know individual awards would be really fun too and I think Jack is is built for that trophy specifically. I, I don't think I don't think the Selkie matters one iota. Yeah, so, I no, no, I don't it, know that I it agree doesn't. With that. It doesn't. Matter, nobody, matter to who? Matter to the ever, hockey world going, or matter to Jack? Nobody's going to ever say, hey, I don't want to win the Selkie. But Jack Eichel's job is not to win the Selkie. And if you think so, let's go outside and we'll talk about it. Not to scrap. No, I'm not saying but, it's but, his but, but, job but, to win it. But, I'm but, saying it'd be but, fun we'll to win it. 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 Jack Eichel's job is to be responsible and then put up points. And enjoy the point ride, people. Enjoy the goals. Enjoy seeing what this guy, second overall to only Connor McDavid, what he can be able to do. And let others talk about the Selkie, about other players. If he's not paying attention to his own end, if he's not buying in, Bruce Cassidy will bring that to our attention. But what Mm. we're seeing is a really good all-around player who has Big time upside offensively, and it's right there. And the Selkie conversation, I think, waters down his game and the anticipation of what Jack Eichel can do. Yeah, I, I, I don't know that I, I don't know that I agree with that. I, I think that it, it proves to you how special an offensive talent he is that he can round out his game and still put up 100 points, that he can he can be as effective in his own zone as he is in the offensive zone, and that he is capable of doing everything so well that he's hitting the century mark, that he's scoring 40 goals, and that he's an absolute menace to play against when the puck is in his own zen, zone too. So I, I think it adds more to the legend of who Jack Eichel is and sets him apart from the players that are just chasing points. <laughs> Who's their best defensive player? Their forward. Best defensive forward. The Vegas Golden you Knights. You mean in the... the Vegas Golden Knights' Golden best Knights. defensive forward. I'll go William Carlson. All right. Who's their second best defensive forward? Probably Jack Eichel. Really? Because I've heard nothing than selkie conversation around Mark Stone. Now, he's a winger. It's hard to win it. But that has been the narrative from day one mm-hmm. about Mark Stone and from the Ottawa days into the higher-profile conversation when he joined the Vegas Golden Knights. So okay. you, you've got Jack Eichel, who may not even be your first or second when you talk about defending. Now, he's getting there. He's made great strides. Last year was wonderful. And the position that he's in now in locking down games and being out there as one or two of the, the center icemen, along with William Carlson or Chandler Stevenson, is, is great. But it's, like, it's not obvious that if you're protecting a lead, that Jack's out there because they're so good in that department. Mm-hmm. So, Selkie, I'm sorry. Put it aside and stop talking about that and enjoy 
the point rush and being a 100-point player in the National Hockey League for the first time and the first time as a Golden Knight and making a run, I'm hoping, at 50 goals. 40 would be great and breaking William Carlson's team record, but I would love to see a push for, for 50 goals. The, and, and everything, be responsible, but let the Selkie talk go to Wild Bill. Go to Mark Stone, who leads the National Hockey League in takeaways. And if he wasn't a winger, he would have won one already. Mm -hmm. But let it go. En enjoy the other side of it. And the sizzle of Jack Eichel. I, I don't think anyone is is sitting there not enjoying those aspects of Jack Eichel. I mean, you know, we, we look at the goal that he scored on the power play. The, he dances around. Everybody gets the goal with one second left. Like, that. that's all anyone was talking about that day. Like, there's there's sizzle for Jack Eichel. Jack Eichel last night. It's how in the world does he rip that shot from that from that angle and and come up exactly when the Golden Knights need him offensively. Like to me, everyone is enjoying the point rush right now for Jack Eichel. It's it's important to to enjoy that aspect of it. But you know, again, it, I think there's I, been more I, talk I, about Jack Eichel being a, a two way player. Way more talk about Jack Eichel being a two way player, a all around center than there has about. Jack Eichel being a offensive superstar. Well, because I think Guaranteed. I think a lot of people. Oh, that's the, and you're probably right there, but I think that people are, are going to want to see, you know, eight points in in four games or or twelve points in six games or something like that, a run like that for yeah. Jack before you get into, oh boy, he's blowing us away with his point total. Like, and 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 don't get me wrong, point per game, three goals already this season. Like that's fantastic stuff for Jack. But it's not jumping off the page just yet because you don't have those those multi-point efforts. You don't have those those stretches of, of six, seven games where he's over double-digit points that's pushing you in that direction. I think you have to have that before you start to get into that conversation. I don't think he could have got less than five points in five games. That is the pure minimum that Jack Eichel could have produced based on his play because he's, I, I he's agree. been I, massively good. I agree with you. What I'm saying is I think in order to get to that conversation, you have to have the numbers, right? And again, there's, I, I'm not sitting here saying five points in five games isn't, isn't good from a point production standpoint. What I'm saying is when you have those stretches of four, five, six games where you're up over 10, 12, 15 points, that's when people are going to start taking notice of the offensive side of things more than they are the defensive overall game of Jack Eichel. And I don't mean to argue with you. I'm not trying to argue with you. I'm trying to convince people That's debatable. to come on board. Join the Jack train. I, everyone's enjoy, on the enjoy, Jack no, train. No, no, Who's not no, on the Jack because train? Because stop talking about the 200-foot game and start talking it's about It's part of who the, he is as a start player. Start talking about the offensive ability to be a superstar. The other stuff, the 200-foot game, was nice last year. If you want to talk about the 200-foot game right now, I'm sorry, you missed your window. Because it happened does, last does, year. If you want to talk about penalty killing, I'll give it to you. On. I'll give it to you does, a little bit. But the, the Jack offensive superstar type of analysis, that's what's happening right now. And if you don't jump on board right now and you want to keep talking about the 200-foot game, then you're missing out on an opportunity to enjoy one of the great celebrations. Who, but who isn't enjoying it? I guess that's my point. Like, I, it, I don't understand. No one's sitting here, like, going to look. No one that is sitting here is going to look back. Because every time you like, talk about your, the 200-foot game, you're, you're it's not an aspect about, of his you're game. You're not talking about Jack Eichel being a superstar offensively. And you're watering you are, that down. 
That's what is I'm that- telling you. And and you know what? Now I'm going to argue with you because uh-huh. you're not listening. You, I, I've got I, a spot I am right. I've got a, Ryan, I've got a spot right here beside me. There's an empty mm-hmm. chair right here beside me. Come yeah. on the bandwagon. Join me here. Get on board with me. Who's right? not on board Get, with you? Because you 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 want to talk 200 foot. Talk about because Wild it's Bill. part of his game. About, it was last year. Talk about Wild Bill. It talk is this year. Stone, but do not get involved in that without first and foremost spending a majority of the time on Jack Eichel being the superstar. We got him in the backyard. The most offensively talented player in this organization's history. Let's start treating him the way we talk about the other big point producers in the National Hockey League. That's so. Do, do you want your seat? Or can I give it away? Because Chap- Chapman's eyeing up the seat. He, he's so looking confused. at the seat right now, and, and he's, I, I'm about to give it away. So do you want the seat with me, or am I going to give it away to Chapman? Because you got first right to refusal. Listen, be on board with Jack Eichel, the superstar. I, I've, I, in, if, in fact, I, I've, I've never wavered on the fact that Jack Eichel is a, a superstar and that he has all the offensive skill in the world and, and can absolutely put up 100 points in this league. Um, so I, I've never not been on that bandwagon. I just I I don't know why we're discounting an aspect of his game that he's grown tremendously in over the last two years. Because you're giving way too much attention and that he, to that hold on, instead hold on, of hold on, the hold on. offensive and, production. That's and that he issue. takes pride in. And that he takes pride in and he holds his hat on. I, I don't understand why we would strip that away from him to just talk about the Listen, points. Like, no, no I, I don't understand No player's ever going to say, hey, uh, I'm 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 not trying to be responsible defensively. You have to do that. It's hockey. That's what hockey <laughs> like, does. We don't hockey, look at we don't look at Patrice Bergeron as, as as a non superstar. We don't look at Andre Kopitar as a non superstar because they won Selkies. Like these hockey guys put up points and they were good in their own zone. Their offensive production within the room to be part of the team game. We're not in the room. Let's get on board and talk him up first. Second, third, fourth point. When you're talking about Jack Eichel, talk about his passing. Talk about his shot. Talk about his ability on the one-timer. Talk about his power play uh, prowess. And then go. And so far this year, Jack Eichel is is a a plus player, and and he's making things happen. So it's not an outright ban on the things he does well defensively. No, but you better talk about the other stuff first. Second third okay and fourth okay got it like let's enjoy this uh, who's not enjoying it when you, i'm, when you I'm go, very when you go confused but, when you go but 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 he wants to be responsible he's developed the responsibility yeah sure responsibility's boring when when you got a player like this it, responsibility he's, he's, won him a stanley cup so i don't know about that. that he's done that now let's see him do what he was able to produce in the Stanley Cup playoffs in the regular season and set the franchise mark for most points, most goals in a season. It's going to happen. The points Mm -hmm. thing's a virtual lock. The goals, I would love to see him acquire that as well. They Mm -hmm. make it happen and enjoy that part. The, The Selkie, I'm sorry, along with the Lady Bing, I'm sorry. You can carve me if you want, but if those two those two <laughs> trophies disappeared yeah. right now, and I never had to talk about 
the best defensive forward or the most gentlemanly player ever again, I would be one of the most content people in hockey. They don't mean anything. You can be a nice guy, wow. fine. You can be a nice guy. You can be a defensive Whoa, forward, wow. fine. But the idea is to score goals. And this guy's going to score goals. And the focus being <laughs> on the defensive side of the puck, which he's already good at, instead of giving him his praise and throwing uh, roses at him for putting the puck in the net, it's wrong. It's not an all-or-nothing thing. Like, celebrating no, his defensive no, game doesn't take away but it better be the fifth. offensive game. It better be fifth on the, uh, on the category rundown. <laughs> so you, so you, 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 are, you are so angry about that. Like, what I, happened I, today? I, I, listen to, I listen to people, and all they want to do is talk about Eichel winning faceoffs. Eichel uh, being uh, out there in the penalty. I have never talked about Jack Eichel winning a faceoff. Why? No, I didn't say you. Like, why, people? Let's talk about Jack Eichel putting home that one-timer. That was brilliant. That was vicious. That was an all-world shot. Talk about Jack Eichel having points in four or five games. That is franchise record-breaking. That is leading the way. Three goals in, in, in five games. Point-per-game player. As, as little as you can get out of this game, the way he's played. He should have ten. He, the, what they did against Anaheim, they were, they were good in the first period. Yeah. They, like, yeah. They, they weren't the most dominant line against Anaheim, but they still should have had two or three goals in that line. They were that good uh, early on. I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Kevin, it didn't happen, say? though. You, said, you yeah. said he should have 10. He doesn't have 10. And when that does happen, when he's got a, yeah. a stretch of five games and 10 points or five games it. and 12 points, then – don't what I'm saying it. is, it, get on board it, it, now. you have to you you have to get that. No, in order for that that to take over what he has done and how he, how many strides he's the way taken, he's, right he's got to have that stretch. The way he's playing right now, the bandwagon's ready. You can get on okay. early, or you can be uh, Johnny. Ch- come Chapman's going to carve you for like like dismissing Patrice Bergeron's entire career. Yeah, like like. Let's ask Bruce Cassidy if those Selkie awards mean nothing to Patrice Bergeron. <laughs> Let's ask William Carlson yeah. if his Lady Bing trophy means. I mean, I the guy care. has this nice trophy in his in his it's, living room. It's great. Bro. It's great. I love it. Did, all, did all, but all you said you have this? Did, 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 hold on, hold on. Did you have this Selkie those... hot take when Bergeron was playing? Yeah. Or I, now that now I, that he's now that honestly, he's done, like it's okay. We can we can carve the Selkie. We give away a best defensive award. Goes against. Every ounce of entertainment and sports. The idea is to put the puck in the net. I'm, I'm, you don't, I'm with you're you. You're a forward. I'm That's what you're supposed that. to do. If, if, <laughs> if you want to add in a trophy in the National Hockey League for a particular skill set, then it should mm-hmm. be best offensive defenseman. That award should exist. Well, that's basically the Norris Trophy, isn't it? No. Best offensive defenseman. And then have yeah. your best defenseman okay. award, not not best defensive forward. That that was a trophy, <laughs> an award that oh, was boy. invented so another member of the Montreal Canadiens could win an award because they had so many superstars <laughs> that they didn't have enough <laughs> trophies to to round out that dress room. So oh. they invented an award. So Bob Gainey, who is a Hall of Famer and he was outstanding in his trade, could walk off with a trophy 
that he deserved because he was one of the important parts of that franchise of that dynasty. Yeah. That's why that. But award like, how was important was but he? Because he didn't put the puck in the net. The, like, oh, I'm just he, saying, he like, how important he didn't put was the puck he? In the net, but he wasn't going to. But not win, enough. He's not going to win. Not, MVP not to the or, level or of, of excitement in, in and expectation. No. If you want to add in a, an extra award. Make what I'm saying is, if you're going to dismiss not, not the trophy completely, let's not let's not reward stopping the other team. I want to put the puck well, in the net. The goal is to stop the other team. Score the old no. The goal is to score more points than the other yeah. team. Well, you, well if, if you yes, don't allow yes. the other team, and you team can do that score, one of two ways. You, 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 yeah. can, you can do one that one of two ways. All right. Let's and, just get rid of. What? Let's just get rid of the. You and you watch. You watch my team against uh, your team, and whose whose team's going to be more fun to watch? I don't care about fun. Yeah, let's I just care get rid of the Vesna. Yeah. I care about winning. I don't care about fun. Well, why, do we, why, why, about do we, fun why do we celebrate goldtenders in any way? Because that's their job. Well, Bergeron's okay. job was to, was no, to be no, a defensive it's, forward. But it's not, but it's not fun. It's net. not fun. Forwards put the Bergeron's net. job was to be an elite two-way forward. Come on. My goodness. <laughs> that's a hot take just for the sake of a hot take. Good Lord. Patrice Bergeron. He's not even playing in the league anymore. Uh, let's uh, let's take a break. Oh, I, yeah. uh, I got no. something to bring up, though. Uh, talking about playing different positions, though, William Carlson mm. was brought up as maybe a winger. Well, that mm -hmm. fizzled fast because Bruce Cassidy said, nah, I don't think we're going to go down that path. But it was left out there that he could play defense, possibly. Ashley Weiss talked to him about it yesterday, about playing on the blue line and whether or not he could play in goal, potentially. I have him as, as my favorite. Like, if, if push came to shove, put him in the net. I'll tell you what Ashley found out about William Carlson, Lady Big Winner, uh, next on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Here comes Cole Perfetti through the right circle. Peels to the outside. Peels left. Dylan, slap shot, pad save, rebound. Oh, a stick save. Thompson diving to his left. Incredible stop. Uh, I was on the ice and I was yelling like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. So I, I can't imagine what everyone was probably losing their mind. I lose my mind when stuff like that happens too. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. That was a great post-game interview. Ashley Vice with Keegan Colasar discussing the saves by Logan Thompson last night. And it ended up being two of them. The first mm -hmm. with the back of the paddle stop near the end of the first period on Cole Perfetti, who got his revenge in the second, but then yeah. comes up with a Hashikin like save, Dominic Hashik, Hashikin <laughs> type save, where, where he dropped his stick and lifted up his blocker. And I think that yeah. was a better save because yeah, he it, was trying to do that. The, the other one was pure desperation in getting mm -hmm. the, the, the back of the paddle on, but Shane Knighty threw out there like Canada for save of the year. And that's one of those ones that could stand up because of just the pure desperation breeding brilliance in both of those stops. Yeah, the I mean the one on Cole Perfetti was was pretty ridiculous. It, it was amazing to see it, but uh, I, I'm I, I'm ten I'm tending to agree with you on the it was it was two stops on Alex Iafalo. It was one with the pad, and then he's got to lunge out and with that blocker uh, get a piece on that follow up from Iafalo like right in the slot. So 
Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I, I thought Logan Thompson was absolutely fantastic last night for the Golden Knights and a big, big reason why they were able to get two points and keep the win streak alive. At some point on the television side, we're going to have the debate. Who did it better? Aiden Hill or Logan <laughs> Thompson? You're going to have to strip away the stakes. Like one's in the Stanley Cup final. It's pretty damn good. And is right up there with most memorable saves in VGK history because of what was happening in and around Aiden Hill in the Stanley Cup final against the Florida Panthers. That was a back of the paddle saves. And Nick Cousins had a wide open net. But just from a pure delivering a save aspect, those two stops by Logan Thompson were all world last night. Yeah, they were fantastic. Um, they don't I, teach that in goalie school, I, Ryan. I don't. I, I don't get the sense that they do, but no. it, it shows you that there's absolutely no quit in Logan Thompson, right? Like he doesn't ever give up on a save until the puck's in the net, or until it's in his glove, or or in the corner, whatever it is. Until there's not a threat to score, he does not give up on a play, and I think that that's such an admirable trait that he's got, and it's a big reason why he's here. And and you know you saw it on full display last night. Give up 39 shots to the Winnipeg Jets, and yep. he gives up what is, for the team, a season-high three goals. But that was the best goaltending performance of the year for, for the Vegas yeah. Golden Knights. And now we know that uh, October is mapped out from a starts point of view by Bruce Cassidy mm -hmm. and uh, Sean Burke. But that does send it back over to Aiden Hill and say, Let's see what you got. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, it's it's going to be like that all season long, right? Like I, I know that that the starts are mapped out, but every single outing that Logan Thompson has, like last night, and every uh, you know moment where he's able to come in and, and deliver for the team, it's it's then on Aiden Hill to continue to match that or uh, exceed that level of play, and, and that's going to be the the beautiful thing about the way the goaltending shakes out for the Golden Knights this year is that you've got both guys in Aiden and Logan that are are playing to prove something, and it's it's causing them to raise the level of their game. And early on, they've been fantastic. Aiden and Logan have been great in goal, so there's no need to go down the path of who would step in. But we were wondering, what's the total range that William Carlson has in his game? The other night, mm -hmm. Bruce Cassidy shortened the bench, and he changed the lines again yesterday, but he shortened the bench uh, in, in the fourth game. And against Dallas, puts out William Carlson on the wing with Chandler Stevenson and Mark Stone. Yeah. And he wasn't even sure how much William Carlson played wing. He he did confess that William Carlson is not going to be a winger. He's going back to center and it's going to be uh, consistent. But in saying that, Bruce said he could probably play defense for us. Ashley yeah. talked to William because we off of our conversation yesterday, thought we got to we got to find out if he's ever done this. Very little wing, mm -hmm. very little wing for William Carlson in the course of his professional and uh and amateur career yeah whether it's in the national hockey league the american hockey league or in sweden very little wing he became a centerman when he was about 12 years old before that he was a defenseman mm -hmm. yeah you can kind of see it i i know it's yeah. it's 20 years ago 18 years ago <laughs> but you can kind of see the being being able to read the play and uh, adjust mm -hmm. The reason why he went from defense to center is his coach 
saw it as a more important position, and mm-hmm. he was willing to go out there and uh, and score more points and, and be that guy. So that's where the transition happened when he was about 12 years old. But he could he thinks he could play defense. Might take him mm-hmm. some some practices to get uh, the, just his rhythm down. But as good a skater as he is, no problems yeah. there. And it's not about skating backwards, forwards. It's just about reading the game and gaps and, and trying to uh, find uh, your place when somebody's coming down on you in a one-on-one or uh, a, a two-on-two rush kind of thing of, of how much space you give them. And uh, in your own zone, matchups and, and switches in, uh, in defending against the opposition. But as for goal, yeah, I, as for goal mm-hmm. though, yeah, yeah, he's done that. Mm-hmm. But it was when he was a kid, and he yeah. and he wore the old pad. He said the old brown pads, and yep. he hated it. Mm-hmm. He cried, did not like it, did not like it at all. And he was a one and done. He's grabbed the gloves before. He's gone in that as a as a fun time at the end of practice. But do not. I was wrong here. Apparently, mm-hmm. we should not be looking in an emergency base basis to see William Carlson put up his arm and want to go and goal. That's not going to happen. So I'm, I'm disappointed that I was off the mark on that. But the blue line, blue line sounds like he'd, he'd be right in there. Yeah, I think William Carlson could could absolutely be a a solid NHL defenseman if he mm-hmm. had his time and and was able to kind of make that transition. Fortunately for us, um, the Golden Knights have William Carlson as one of the best defensive forwards in the game, and uh, some of us on this program still like defensive forwards. So uh, William Carlson, keep doing what you're doing, buddy. Keep doing what you're doing because you are centering this team's de facto shutdown line right now. Although, yep. did you see, yep. see the changes made last night? I did. Second yeah. period, you had you had Paul mm-hmm. Cotter and Brett Howden flip-flop uh, again and between the Stevenson and, and Howden line. And it leads immediately to a goal for Brett yeah. Howden. It, it, it leads to, um, you know, Paul Cotter working down low with William Carlson to set up Alec Martinez's goal. So that tweak worked for did the Golden Knights in-game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, again, it's, it's Bruce Cassidy being willing to make some adjustments during the game on the fly, see what works, see what doesn't. And uh, he's got his fingertips on the pulse of this team. He just does. Brett Howden is going to be my little pet topic for the entire season. I, did, I didn't know it was going to be that, but mm-hmm. you, you kind of develop a, a rhythm of this job when you're around the, the same team uh, throughout 82 games. You have it. Mm-hmm. Chapman has it. We, we all uh, find little things that become our favorite topics. And, and yeah. Brett Howden is right there for me right now. I think he was the best forward in training camp. Uh, he showed his versatility by being able to flip wing and center throughout camp. He's got this chemistry with Chandler Stevenson and Mark Stone. But he's mm-hmm. also got the ability with his buddy Michael Amadio and William Carlson to really give the Vegas Golden Knights uh, a line that you could use as your, I'm going to put them against the McDavid line if I if I want to match them up. Uh, and yeah. Bruce doesn't go down that path a lot because he's got so much faith in, in all of them. But if you've got a crucial shift, maybe like Howden can do it now. And, and his ability to also put up points is – his point total last year during the regular season – 
is unrecognizable to what Brett Howden is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I, I'm, I'm with you. He's, he's, he's made strides. Yeah, yeah he's, made, he's made strides 100%. And he complements Stone and Stevenson so well. And, you know, he, he's, he's able to kind of create time and space. He's able to get to the front of the net. He's able to do the things um, to finish off those plays. And, and really, he works so well with those two players. And, you know, if he's, if he's in that spot for the majority of this season, I, I think Brett Howden is absolutely, you know, a player that we look to to have a, a breakout year and, and to shatter kind of his career highs to this point. If William Carlson's not going to go on goal, on an emergency basis, like the e-bug got mm-hmm. stuck in traffic or broke a skate okay. blade. He can't go. Yeah. So, th- yeah. so they, they, they got to put a forward in net or a skater in net. Could be a mm-hmm. defenseman. Mm-hmm. Give me your guy. Chapman, I, wa- I want to know who you would put in net. Uh, you can chime in right after Wallace gives me the skater that you would like, you think could give you saves or at least wouldn't run out the gate and down the hallway and say I don't want anything to do with that, at the very least. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. I'm taking the the best shot blocker on the team, Alec Martinez. That was my answer. <laughs> Have you ever seen Marty with any feeling of wanting to do that, like, or are you just going because he's a shot blocker? No, I'm going because he know he, he knows how to shot. As, he, yeah, he just knows how to block shots. He strikes me as a guy who's fearless, and I yeah. think you you and a guy with a short memory. What do you need to be fearless if you're putting on the goalie equipment? Well, because you're not a goalie, you're 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 a skater. So I want someone who if, who if has a short memory. If you're going to block shots uh, as as a <laughs> defenseman, being in goal, yeah, but not every, give even not everyone, more confidence. Not everyone is willing to gear. to do that. Not everyone's willing to get in front of a slap shot. I'm disappointed. That, that it's not very imaginative. Well, on your well, who, parts. who's your well, guy? Who, who's your guy? Paul Cotter. I think He'd Paul Cotter. Would would be a hoot out there. I, I've watched it happen, at the end of a couple of practices with the HSK when I've been out there, mm-hmm. I, and I've I've seen that side of them. So maybe there's some inside knowledge here, coming from mm-hmm. me, but, yeah. I I, w- I think Paul Cotter would be a blast. A mic'd up Paul Cotter, as the emergency goaltender, <laughs> might be one of the most enjoyable bits of TV that you could imagine. I wish we had more time because we got to take a break and get to the parlay contest, but I, I would love to hear sometime about what type of goalie he would be, like how he would play the no, position. not a stand-up guy. No. No chance. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. We've got the uh, Michael Minden Hockey Parlay Contest coming up. We'll give you three games, and you pick the winners, and you'll win $200, doubles from last week. $100, no winner. we got $200 this uh, week. Uh, 702-876-1340. Be caller number five. You will be the contestant in the Michael E. Minden Hockey Parlay Contest next on Fox Sports Las Vegas. That's the one. Parlay. Parlay. Time to parlay with the insiders. Brought to you by Michael E. Minden Diamond Jewelers in the Fashion Show Mall. Joe, the Zamboni driver. He's not really a Zamboni driver, but Joe Zamboni uh, was our uh, contestant last week. He did not win. He played for $100, so we put it back in the pot and we add that uh, to the 
total. And now we have Oscar playing for 200 bucks. if he can uh, pick the winners of our three games yeah. that we will put uh, towards him. It's not Oscar Dansk. We've clarified that, uh, Chapman and I, during the commercial <laughs> break. Uh, we, we, we had this weird conversation where we had it like three times. Uh, but Oscar, are, are you ready for this? Ready as I'll ever be. <laughs> All right. Uh, I will awesome. Go, I will go first. I will give you uh, the game between uh, Tampa Bay and Toronto. That's 4 Ooh. o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Tampa Bay and Toronto. Matchup of round one, huh? Um, Last two years. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to Toronto. All right. Toronto, and that would be Toronto on the road. So uh, there you go. Ryan Wallace. All right. Uh, I'm throwing the Winnipeg Jets traveling to Edmonton to take on the Oilers Saturday night, 7 o'clock. Jets Ooh, at I'm, Oilers. Two I'm going to give it to McDavid. Here. Oh, going to McDavid. Two really struggling teams uh, on that side of it. In fact, I was supposed to speak to a, an Oiler player today for the Chirp because they have the Heritage Classic next week. That interview didn't happen. Uh-oh. They regretfully <laughs> said that they were working on a couple of things and the player wouldn't be available, mm. which didn't bother me because I wanted oh. to go for a bike ride anyway. Uh, Chapman. All right. Amazing. My game, 4 o'clock tomorrow afternoon as well. The Washington Capitals travel to Montreal to take on the Canadians. Mm, blue block and rouge on both sides. Awesome. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to go to the Capitals on this one. Ooh, two road teams in the Michael E. Minden Hockey Parlay Contest. So you're taking Toronto over Tampa Bay, Edmonton at home against Winnipeg, and Washington to beat Montreal at uh, in Montreal. Uh, do you want to rethink any of those? I'll give you one last chance. I'm pretty comfortable with the first two. The last one is the one I'm kind of dicey on, um, but I, I think I'm going to feel my, my answers. Hmm. You know what's funny is uh, I think the last one's a lock. I think you're good there. Yeah. If it comes down to that, I, I think you're walking off with 200 bones, and we'll go to, for a nice lunch. <laughs> I'll keep an eye on those games. <laughs> thanks, Oscar. Be good, uh, and thanks for <laughs> thanks, playing Kate. along. There's Oscar and the Michael E. Minden Hockey Parlay Contest. If he wins all three games uh, that we offered up, he will win $200. If not, somebody else will play for 300 bucks next week. Hour number two, Bruce Cassidy on the way, our game rating, plus two pairs of tickets to see the Vegas Golden Knights face the Chicago Blackhawks on Nevada Day. It's all coming up on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas.